0: 1735 35 and the 13th of this witch she could she cried, she's got so much for-
1: Hey, everybody, it's me, Matthew, uh, the host of Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcasts. I'm here with my co host, Sarah. Hi. That is so adorable. <laughs> uh, what is it? We are here to do, I guess we're going to put this as a special Halloween episode because I'm rushing to get this out to make sure it's out by at least Halloween. So if yeah. it's either Halloween or Friday, the day before that I'm posting this. It's um, our
2: Halloween episode.
1: This is our Halloween episode. Uh, last year we did uh, Convention Hall and Haunted Convention Hall that is still up there if you want to see that uh, on all streaming platforms. I think it's like the fir- one of the first episodes we posted on like Spotify and everywhere uh, when we started final- and got off of SoundCloud that we're still posting on and we don't get that many listens on so I don't know why I still do. And I pay $16 a month for it. Uh, I, I, I don't pay to put uh, music any or, or put our podcast anywhere else, but I pay on because I, mean, I complain. SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. Some people, I guess, originally liked it through the SoundCloud. So I can't really argue that. And I do get... We do have, like, certain people that, I guess, just prefer SoundCloud, I guess. But either way. Uh, today's subject is going to be the famous... I feel like everyone's going to know this story already, but we're going to try and give a little more context to it. The New Jersey Devil. Um, I feel like me and Sarah probably know... All about this. You don't live that far. You live kind of far from the Pine Barrens, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I know about them, though. But
1: you know about the Pine Barrens. Like, it wasn't any weirder or less of a story where you lived?
2: I mean, like, I didn't hear about it probably as much as you did, but, like, I'd heard about it. Okay. I mean, the first time I heard about it, my cousin was... He was staying at my house when I was, like, in middle school. My dad said something... I don't know, they got on the topic of the Jersey Devil... Because my cousin's from the city, and he was like, Oh, I'm not scared of the Jersey Devil, I'm more scared of the Chupacabra.
1: Okay, yeah, it's very <laughs> comparable to something like the Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Uh, I think the exact word for it uh, is cryptic. Yes. And that's an animal like a Sasquatch or a, what do you call it, Loch Ness Monster, who has been claimed to exist, but no one has any proof that they exist. So this is just, it's an animal that someone is claiming is a real animal or some real kind of creature, but there is no actual scientific proof that the creature exists. Um, it can what be is, called a myth. Yeah. <laughs> in, in our sense, the, the Jersey Devil is a wild one because you're not saying it's like, in Sasquatch or I think even Loch Ness, you're trying to make a claim that maybe there are creatures like that mm-hmm. in, in there or a family of them or something. Or, or it's like a rare creature where it's the Jersey devil is literally people who are like, oh, there's a fucking devil that lives in the <laughs> P- Pine Barrens. Like that's the story I always heard. And like the origin story behind it. Um, what is it? Most of our sources for today, before we continue, we want to uh, cite our sources. Uh, we looked up a lot of stuff from Weird New Jersey uh, that you're not familiar with. Is an awesome like, uh, independent publication in New Jersey. And I think that they sell it throughout the country, I, yeah, I I believe. I'm
0: pretty sure.
1: You can definitely get it through their website, weirdnewjersey.com, uh, where we got some of this information. Uh, and they have a lot of other great stories about... They uh,
2: recently did the Tinfoil House.
1: Yeah, they, like there's just a bunch of weird things in New Jersey, and they are, are like a collection of those stories.
2: That's why it's aptly named, Weird New Jersey.
1: Yeah, Weird NJ is, uh, I guess, the pr- appropriate name. Now uh we now a big source for us on this uh episode was the YouTube channel I I hope I'm saying this right the Cryptids or Cryptids Cryptic Cryptic and it uh it's
2: spelled C R Y P T I C C
1: And the particular uh episode we watched was the strange history of the Jersey Devil. Uh really really informative, told me a bunch about the whole thing that I wasn't aware of as a New Jerseyan. Uh, I really only knew the basic legend. I didn't know the history of how that legend got started. It's quite interesting, and we're going to go into it today. Uh, we also looked up some stuff on Wikipedia for uh, some of the people's names and the historical figures in this that I just didn't know too much about that um, will yeah. give you a quick definitions of So the New Jersey Devil is one of the greatest examples of American mythology and probably one of the most popular. Um, He resides in the South Jersey region of the Pine Barrens off of the East Coast that actually in this time period when he existed, like the early 1700s when the legend uh, started or got popularized, I think that was more in the West, because at Lee's Point... Uh, New Jersey is the cited area for where the New Jersey, like the majority of the legends that we all know, come from Lee's point and the idea of the, the mother Lee at having uh, a 13th child after having 12, cursing the child and it turning into the devil. That's, I guess, like the brief version of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil always has hooves, bat like wings usually a horse's like head or a dragon head, um, claws, a fork tail, uh, Mm -hmm. and sometimes has like a reptile like body or kangaroo style like body. It's very odd looking. There's no, any actual pictures of the creature or no actual photo evidence that people really have claimed that it's realistic. Um, it also always has the ability to fly and to fit in through small places like a chimney mm-hmm. or, or going through like a small f- fence. Um, and there's many versions of this story. So we're just going to go with that. Probably, I guess, the most popular version. Uh, you mentioned how you kind of heard about the creature. I, I always I lived close to the Pine Barrens. I grew up in Ocean County, New Jersey in like Bricktown area, Point Pleasant. And it's not too far from there. So I always just heard the story that there's just a devil in the woods. It came from a witch name who was a motherly who had a cursed child, uh, the 13th child. So, uh, what is it? Um, she also, uh, apparently there's versions where it's like she slept with the devil. There's versions that her husband uh, was a, a drunk. That apparently that's more close to the actual history. Yeah. There was a woman named Deborah Lees in 1735. That's where this story originate. Like, one of the more popular versions of the story. She apparently, in her husband's will, had 12 children. People think that it might have something to do with that.
2: Well, basically start with how she gave birth to it.
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they, they apparently started off. We'll start with the main legend. She, she, she cursed the child. She gave birth to it. It came out, according to everyone, normal looking. Like, the yeah. baby looked normal. And then turned into this beast in front of their eyes. Killed the midwives.
2: Killed the father and killed, basically all the children.
1: Killed the children, killed the father. Like there's versions where all of them died. and it, But the, the most consistent version is that the baby came out normal, turned into a devil, attacked people in the room, and then flew out the chimney and into the Pine Barrens where it now exists.
2: Well, if it killed the father, that's why there would only be 12 children in the well.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess so. That does make sense. Yeah. But that there, there is some historical evidence to Deborah Lee existing there. There's actually, her, her, their ancestors still live in the area of New Jersey, known as Lee's Point. They actually own part of that area. And they have a bunch of other descendants, too. So there's a bunch of the family that still exist in New Jersey, uh, South Jersey, you know? Um and that's like pretty much the most popular version of the story, I guess. What would we yeah. say? There's a few variations in that story, but that's definitely the most popular version. Now there also is an alternative version where there's one where it took place during the Civil War, and a girl fell in love with a Confederate soldier, and that the all the uh, Union, you know, sympathizers in obviously New Jersey, because we were a Union state at that time, uh, cursed her, and she had the Jersey devil that I've never heard this version until I look was looking it up, but that's apparently another version of, of the Jersey devil. Um, what is it? Well, now we're going to go into like some of the sightings. Now there's been sightings as early as, like we said, 1735. That's probably around the first time people are starting to talk about this and they claimed it came from the, uh, the mother. Uh, but there was ones as early as, uh, the 1800s too. And one of the most famous ones, I believe I have the year right, I, I, I don't know why I'm questioning it, I have it written down, but uh, in 1820, the older brother of Napoleon, uh, Joshua, what did I write, Bo- Bodepart, uh who's apparently the older brother of um, Napoleon, was hunting in New Jersey, and apparently in his journal wrote that he shot the creature. And like described it as the Lee's Devil. Because they always refer to it as the Lee's Devil before the early 1900s. What is it? There's a few other stories about it attacking livestock in the 1850s.
2: Mostly cows.
1: Mostly cows. um, That people excuse off. But there's not many stories. Not connecting each other. But mostly separated through the 1800s. And until the 1909 sightings is where it really significantly changed the name from the Lee's Devil to the New Jersey Devil. There was like a hysteria because of all these sightings. People were saying it was attacking livestock. There was a story about uh, it attacking uh, a carriage full of people. Uh, There was some stories of a hunter getting chased by it. Um, All of this happening right around each other that most likely would happen. And this is pretty apparent that happens in the early 1900s and 1800s. Like a town would be like, I saw a witch it's like, yo, I saw a witch. She's like, yo, I got cursed by a witch. She's like, yo, I am the motherfucking witch. Like, people just go crazy uh-huh. in little small towns and start, like, hyping each other up. Like, you ever see that video of The people being like, yo, you ever see the, um... It's like, do you guys see a leprechaun? He goes, hell yeah, I saw a yeah. leprechaun. And, like, the whole neighborhood is like, yeah, leprechauns are real and shit. Like, it's like that, but it goes way further. Yeah. Um, and so,
2: men were afraid to go to
1: work. Yeah, men were afraid to go to work. They closed schools. Uh, what is it? They there was all, it was a mass hysteria, and, and there was sto- there was stories of it like the hooves appearing on people's roofs and in the snow and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they thought that it, like flew away and stuff like all these other stories. There was one man that said he claimed he shot it. And there took pictures a, of it. and One firefighter who um, tried to
2: attack it with water and then... Yeah, he got them.
1: attacked. I forgot about <laughs> the firefighter. They got attacked. And then he tried to spray it with a hose and then they att- attacked him. Yeah. But this was all during the mass hysteria that significantly changed it. Because these stories... Some of these stories happen outside of New Jersey as far as Delaware. Wow. Uh, and Connecticut and stuff too. And a lot in Pennsylvania around Philadelphia. Uh, so... So that's what really changed it from the Lee's Devil to the New Jersey Devil. Mm -hmm. Now, this is all basically the legend in the story. Now, there's a lot more to this story. There's a lot more significant stuff uh, that caused the actual Jersey Devil to kind of become more than just a legend. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, these all are like they're all mixes of stories that led up to it being famous, but it has like a rich underbelly of why these stories existed. So we're going to get into that now. Now we're going to get into where this, now it really starts with the family or the Lee's family. That was a real family. Like we mentioned Mm -hmm. that still exists in New Jersey when they started arriving in New Jersey. And that starts with Daniel Lee's in 1677. He arrived in New Jersey as a consulate to Edward Hydes, the first royal governor of New Jersey and New York. As uh, a
2: counselor. As
1: a that. counselor, right? Yes. Uh, okay, I said that wrong. Uh, Andrew Hydes was the third Earl of what? Clarendon. Clarendon. Uh, he was born in uh, twenty eight. November 28, 1661, and died in March Th- 31st 1723 um what was he a vic vic countess i don't know what that is i don't know what, I mean. don't know what a vic countess is we should probably look that up yeah. uh the countess of Kornberger. i'm assuming that's a place uh-huh. uh between 1674 and 1709 we should definitely have looked that up yeah i don't know why we didn't um uh, he was uh, an English aristocrat and a politician. I guess that's the best way to put him. Uh, he was better known for his novel, The Lord of Courtenbaum, that I'm assuming is the place where he... I guess he wrote about... Maybe he wrote a novel about being a politician in that area. That's a po- I'm so. making guesses. We should have looked that up. Um,
2: he is conducted as a governor and was considered scandalous. He was accused by his political enemies of being a cross-dresser... And he could have possibly been transgender, gender according to histor- historians. Like, you know, there's always that, like, oh, these girls lived together because yeah. they were roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he has a great picture of what looks like him in drag yeah. that I will be posting on the Instagram when we post this story. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome p- photo.
2: But apparently he was very scandalous. And in 1708, he was put under house arrest by the sheriff of New York City for debt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's apparently very corrupt. That's like without a without a doubt, but they they debate if he was actually transgender or just a cross-dresser. Yeah. Um that it's very interesting to hear. Um now after Lee uh Daniel Lee's arrived in uh America, it's important to mention that he was like very educated and well well versed in like modern sciences and stuff like that, and he started a um an almanac in 1678 called the Lee's Al- almanac. Uh, he got help from William Bradford, one of con- colonial America's first printers actually. And, uh, basically an almanac is essentially an old school magazine or zine. Yeah. A zine. Yeah, yeah, the zine. It's a zine. Yeah. Essentially it's a zine, uh, with, with, uh, weather forecasts, farm tips, It also included like political commentary and like little entertaining articles. It was, you know, it was like a magazine. So
2: he was just basically. He was a zine maker. A very smart punk.
1: Yeah, he was a punk. (laughs) He he moved. Yeah, he was a punk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, but he definitely made a zine. That's pretty punk rock. Uh, What do you call it? Um, But he was also, now this is important to mention, he was also a Quaker. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Quakers did not like his fucking zine. Yeah. All right, did not like the Almanac. And what Quakers are is they're a member of a religious society of friends, a Christian movement founded by George F.C. I wonder what the C stands for. George
2: Fox in 1650. Oh, I said
1: F.C. Why did I do that? Yes, George uh, Fox uh, C. Maybe it's George uh, F.C. Fox. Like, maybe that's how it's pronounced and I just wrote it weird. Uh, In 1650. uh,
2: And devoted to peaceful principles.
1: Essentially their belief denounce uh, is about denouncing an inner light and a sense of Christian direction working in the soul. This leads them to reject both former what is that? Ministry
2: Mis- and all and
1: Oh, all they don't like for forms. yeah, they don't like religious practices and like they don't like uh ceremonies and they don't like modern technology either. they're not they're not, they're not into modern technology. I know that there are predecessor To what is modern day non denominational Christians? Mm -hmm. They're just they're essentially predecessors to what that would be later on in life. uh, According because there aren't really Quakers. I I mean, I think that the Quakers do still exist in small circles, but it's not as common. Now the Quakers really were infuriated by the use of astrology and a few other scientific elements like weather prediction in the Mm -hmm. almanac. I don't know what they had against weather prediction. And they even went as far to buy every copy they could and burn all of them. Yeah. They tried to attempt to like erase the almanac. And he tried to condone with his brothers and be like, oh, dude, it's cool, like, chill. But he he resented them for it. He like really was pissed off about it. Yeah. Uh, then Daniel Lees uh, wrote uh, The Temple of Wisdom in 1677 that was largely pra- plagiarized from Jacob Boham. Or Bohmim? Boom. Bohm. Is that how that's pronounced?
2: I think the H is usually silent. Is it is it? Okay, yeah.
1: Bohm. Um and uh Bohm was a, a German philosopher and Christian mytholog uh myth mythel, Smith. I can't say that.
2: Mystic. Is and that what that says? Yeah. I wrote I wrote and, mystic. And Lutheran Protestant Theo. I can't pronounce that one. See, I
1: write bad Dude. things. Well I'm not a bad writer. I'm a horrible writer. Um the book dealt uh, heavily with occult themes that very much pissed off the Quakers. like yeah. that was the big thing that they didn't like about it is it had a lot of occult like uh, themes and it. it looks pretty cool. I saw some images of it. it looks sick. It looked like really cool like old like witchy craft stuff. Yeah. Um, this future uh, th- this further angered uh, the Quakers and made John eventually quit the group. you know he just had enough with them by then and yeah. he pr- actually printed another book denouncing all of them in 1699 called the trumpet sounds out of the wild wilderness. uh, Yeah. Worlds. What is that?
2: Worldly. Worldliness
1: Worldliness. of America. It was an anti-Quaker book. Uh, The book claimed that the Quakers denied uh, uh, Jesus's divinity. And um, it was also against the British monarchy that would have been basically the government at that time.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And the empire, you know, the British Empire is really what it was. Um,
2: After this, the Quakers distributed pamphlets accusing Daniel Leeds of having associations with the devil. This is the first time that the family is associated with, with any form of evil like the devil or demons.
1: Yeah, this is where it first starts to sniffing eyes the idea of the Lees and the Devil. So we're now we're seeing the first connections of how they got associated with evil mm-hmm. and the devil directly. And I think that's funny that this starts off as kind of a like a religious political uh, yeah. argument, you know, and how they get associated. So in seventeen sixteen, uh, Daniel's retires and turns the almanac over to his son Tyson, uh, Titan, who redesigned the almanac to include the family crest that included a mythical creature known as a um I can't pronounce this word.
2: Wyvern. Wyvern? wyvern? Yeah.
1: It's the it's spelled W Y V E R N. And a wyvern is a legendary biblical winged dragon usually
2: depicted.
1: Depicted with a tail ending with a diamond or arrow-shaped point. A lot
2: of dragons usually have those. It
1: kind of looks exactly like the Jersey Devil, and that's the point that we were trying to make, is he put this thing, this family crest, on his uh, almanac, and it's the first depiction of a creature that looks strangely like the Jersey Devil. So here we're seeing they're associated with the devil. Now his son has put a devil-like symbol on the almanac, now associating the shape and what the creature will later look like in the future. You're seeing like the first remunances of how this all starts. Now, here's the fun part of the story, okay? Tyson, uh, Titan, had become an enemy of Benjamin Franklin. They were like rivals because they both owned printing companies because at that time, Benjamin Franklin was just a a well-known printing uh, guy and he had his own almanac uh, he started uh, the poor. Uh, he started printing Poor Richard's Almanac in 1732, and as it grew in popularity, uh, he saw an opportunity to boost sales by taking shots at the Lee's Al- Almanac that was his rival uh, in the business at the time. So Benjamin Franklin started uh, basically trolling Titan and saying that he used uh, astrology. To find, uh, to find the prediction of when his death was, yeah, and then he said that he would. He ha- said his death is going to happen on October seventeenth of this year, and it ever it really pissed Titan off, and so seventeen October passes, no incident happens, there's no occurrence, he doesn't die, and Titan gets super pissed and bashes, uh, Benjamin Franklin, uh, figuring that everybody will see him as a liar. And see that he was an asshole and trying to shame him. But it backfires. And Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin totally doubles down. And they totally underpredict how much of a troll this guy is. And he starts claiming that Titan is actually dead. And he's back as a fucking ghost. So now he's placating off of the idea that this guy has a family history of devils mm-hmm. in his family. And now he's associating them with ghosts and saying he's the undead. And talking all this shit about him, and the whole time Benjamin Franklin thinks this is fucking hilarious, and he thinks this is awesome. It's selling, selling more papers. But Titan does not think it's fucking funny, and spends basically the rest of his life fighting Benjamin Franklin and talking shit on him. And everyone just gets tired of it and just moves on. And uh, was it Titan end up dying?
2: didn't his company basically fail because of this?
1: Yeah, it's it, because he stopped caring about it, yeah. and everybody did, was sick and tired of hearing him talk about Benjamin Franklin, and they loved the joke of being like, "Yeah, you're a fucking ghost you're a ghost, bro, you're dead," <laughs> and just everybody thought it was so funny and made fun of him so much that he really didn't get like the credibility that he should have got for his almanac, and he didn't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, that that everyone that poor poor Richard's almanac became more popular, and he never shaked the ghost and demon association with his name and he died in 1738 uh and the poor uh poor richards almanac went down as one of the most famous almanacs in history and everybody just kind of forgot the lee's almanac it just forgotten in history you know and it's also important to point out that titan's death correlates very close to the birth of the the jersey devil because that comes right around the same time as the Lee Lee's mother situation, so, who was another family member of his. So, like, so it all kind of correlates and strikes at that point. And now they know it as the Lee's devil. Now, the story doesn't end there. Um, it, 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 the, the, like we referenced before, the Lee's devil continued to be called the Lee's devil until about 1909. Around 1909, rampant amount of sightings. People were claiming they they, they saw the beast, uh, and the hoax hoaxers and showsmen really step in, yeah. and that's where this really takes off, because as people are saying they saw these sightings, and there's all these hysteria, and they're closing schools, and all the all these different things are happening. These group of this one particular showsman named uh, Norman Jeffersons, uh, who owned the T.F. Hop- Hopkins 9th and, and Art Museum uh, in Philadelphia, along with an animal trainer named Jacob Nev Hope, collaborated to make a plan for them to bring the New Jersey Devil to life. So they planted articles and stories all over the papers claiming that a creature they, they they referred to as the Australian vampire and according to them had escaped recently um, was running around and was responsible for all these New Jersey sightings of the Jersey devil. Then they claimed they caught it and they said, hey, we're going to display it in our museum for a cost, obviously. Yeah. you know We're going to charge you to go see it. Uh, so people came from all around to see this. And they were tricked because essentially what it was was just a kangaroo painted with green stripes and it had wings painted on, uh, glued onto its back. And that's where a lot of the imagery for the Jersey Devil also comes from. That also looks strangely like mm-hmm. the mythical creature from the al- Almanac. Because that's what I think they based it upon. Pro-
2: yeah, probably.
1: Um yeah, and this is where the re- legend, because even though it was hokey and you would be like, how did anyone get tricked by this? It was insanely popular. It was insanely popular. And this went on forever. And, and, and until 1929, where in a newspaper, in the, the Philadelphia Record, Jefferson finally admitted it was all a ho- hoax, but it was too late by then. Everybody knew it as the New Jersey devil and it. Like, you know, everyone knew that legend from the, the hysteria. And that's where this cryptic became one of the most popular cryptics to ever exist. And it's like this crazy story that everyone grows up with in New Jersey Mm -hmm. where we all know about the Jersey devil. And it's not even like a story that's used to scare people. It's just a story that's used to like kind of make New Jersey sound cooler. Yeah. You know, like we all, we all look at it as like a a badge of honor. Not, not really a a scare. Like we're like, yeah, we got a fucking devil, bro. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nobody's scared of the Pine Barrens because
1: of it. People more so go there to check it out. They, like more people are like, yo, there's there's devil in this bitch. (laughs) You know, like people think it's cool. And they, they think of him as like a mascot I mean, we we have, the only sports team we have in New Jersey is named after the New Jersey Devil, yeah. and that's the New Jersey Devil hockey team. Yeah, the Devil. Yeah, and, you know, and we we really embrace it. I'm trying to think of some other references that we have. I mean, there's plenty of songs. There was an X-Files episode uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid in the early seasons of X-Files about it. There's plenty of different, like, cartoons that reference it. Um I can't think of any. I I think there's even punk rock songs about it. I'm uh, sure there there is. is. I'm gonna actually add that song. A friend of mine on TikTok named Matt. I can't remember his TikTok name. I'll I'll try to post it when I when I post this episode. He was doing a contest where he was going to write 60 second songs for uh tiktok and i suggested do a song about the jersey devil like it's spooky it's halloween time mm-hmm. and it raps jersey do it and he did this awesome song so i'm going to add that at the end of this episode as like our maybe we'll do the music out and then we'll we'll go into the song so if you want to stick around after the 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 ending music uh, mm-hmm. stick around for his song and I'll, I'll post, yeah. I'll post, uh, his name and, uh, Instagram and stuff so you can find more of his music. Uh, he's a really, really great guy. He just wrote a great song, you know? So I mm-hmm. thought it would be great to throw on to the, the New Jersey devil episode since we're doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a, a big thing in New- this is, as a traditional New Jersey as pork roll and Taylor ham argument. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, yeah. that's how iconic the New <laughs> Jersey devil is to all of us. Um. You know, so yeah, I think this was a fun, I think we covered pretty much everything that we wanted to cover in the, um, history of the Jersey devil. Is there anything else you think you want to add?
2: Nope. That's, I mean, that's it.
1: All right. Well, thank you for helping me with this, uh, Sarah. And, uh, what is it? Um, thank you to Matt for writing the song for, uh, um, the episode on TikTok. So I'm going to add it on to here. Uh, thank you to uh, WeirdNJ and to the Crypt Dick, uh, uh what is it, YouTube channel where we got a lot of this information. And as always, Wikipedia, where we occasionally get, get random facts. Um, yeah, Wikipedia, thank you. Uh, what do you call it? Sponsor us. <laughs> I think they need a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? But yeah, stick to us. Uh, have a happy Halloween. And, uh, stay tuned next time for whatever else history stuff we're going to do. I think we're going to try and cover, uh, Abbott and Costello.
0: Soon.
1: Uh, we have, we've been working, it's a big story. Yeah. So we're trying to execute these episodes a lot better. I, I think we, we did a pretty decent job with this New Jersey one. Yeah. So, uh, what is it? Look forward to more history stuff from the flagship show. We're going to try and, I want to eventually do like the Misfits like other new jersey bands maybe the bouncing souls um um, some other you know bigger bands from new jersey so um lifetime i'd love to do lifetime um so we'll look forward to that stuff too uh yeah check us out next time check out uh, my tiktok uh, at grabmaster hash i also have an instagram sarah you want to shout out your instagram I'm the punk with common sense, punk with common
2: sense. Uh, I'm reading about stuff. <laughs> uh, do, you
1: want, do you want to shout out your mirror stuff?
2: Uh, words on mirrors and on the state in history,
1: yeah, those are her other Instagrams. And do you have a TikTok too, also, right?
2: Yeah, Hop
1: Scratch, Hop Scratch, thank you. Uh, yeah, check us out uh, on Only Posers, uh, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter that I rarely post on, and we do have a TikTok, but I never post on it, and I will eventually. And we have the YouTube channel coming up soon. Hopefully, we're going to turn this into a more of a youtube version where we'll have like fun stuff for you guys for stuff like this so yeah thanks again for listening guys uh we'll check you out next time have a great time uh fellow punk rockers and uh remember punk rock is for everybody and unless you're not for everybody have fun bye <laughs>
0: Running the bomb Destroying the cross let score just from-